Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Yes, I am. I'm ready. Oh, we're live. We are live. We are live. Oh, do you like that one? Or do you like that one? I like that one. That one? Oh, yeah. So you got a big leagueist now. Make your photo the biggest. Okay. Oh, man. Hey, before we get started, I got a vent. I got a vent. I'm really upset. I'm just upset. Can I share why I'm upset? Please, please do, sir. All right. So this happened. So we we actually boost our post our video every single week. We don't spend a lot of money on it. Maybe you know a couple bucks, and we get anywhere between five and fifteen thousand through plays. You know, GJ, we've been watching this for a long time. Over a hundred thousand people reached every single week with this message, and um, this week they decided to reject our ad. That was the first thing they did on Tuesday. And then I, I reviewed it. So I said, hey, what's going on with this? So we reviewed it. And then after 7,500 through plays, they popped this message up on the screen. Anybody want to tell me what that says? I'll tell you. So it says, ads should not represent the Facebook brand in a way that makes it the most distinctive or prominent feature of the creative. Facebook brand assets should not be modified in any way, such as changing the design or color or for the purpose of special effects or animation. We didn't do any of that. So. Can you say it one more time? Can you say it one more time? I didn't get that. We didn't do any of that. Which is a sign of end times for Facebook. (laughs) Sign of end times for Facebook is right. Hey, if you heard somebody talking, you don't recognize who it is. GJ, why don't you introduce our guest to us today? All right. So as everybody knows, you're the smartest man alive. This is one of the most anointed men alive. Oh, thank you. Yes. Wow, what what a uh, what an introduction to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we get it right out there. So Adam, we got introduced to him through a friend of ours, you know, his team, and he's in California, and he has a uh, marketing and mastermind uh, marketing company, and then he has his own personal brand. And then he helps entrepreneurs do certain things online and, and go to a whole nother level. And we got connected to him and he had an event, live stream event. We went on there, Alita and myself. I was undercover, although they could see me. And if I had told him, hey, here's who I am. So they didn't like think I was some, you know, voyeur that was, you know, watching them. I was just taking notes. And the one thing that everything he said, I was like, oh my gosh, I can I agreed 100 percent And then at the very end. He made an offer and then he's like, okay, basically I'm done. And then he, he said, Hey, if you want to talk, I want to talk about spiritual warfare and, and Jesus. And I'm like, here he has closed the room 
And then he goes over to Jesus and he could have lost everybody. And what's crazy, nobody jumped off. And I like, this guy's bold. This guy's not afraid to talk about his faith. And he understands how the faith, you're having great faith and that conviction can elevate your entire life. And probably the best thing about the relationship that we've been developing over the last couple of months, and we continue to work closer and closer together and with him and him and his team and, and me and Alita, is that it's really got me excited again to dream up dream. And I, I, I started minimizing my dreams and and started looking, you know, like, ah, you know, that's not that big a deal. And I've always been a big goal setter, a big visionary and a big dreamer. So Adam has helped me renew that. And so Adam is one awesome human being. And uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here with you, Dan, as well. And GJ, it's it's great to be here uh, on the show. Well, Adam, tell us a little bit about a little bit about you first. We want to know about you personally before we jump into the other stuff. And then um, tell us, like, where, do you have family? Where do you where are you from? What's your blood type? No, don't worry about the blood type. Uh, and then and then walk us into something that you want to offer everybody for free today. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, I'll kind of just share a little bit, a little portion of my upbringing so people can kind of understand. So, you know, when I was younger, I uh, remember walking into the living room, seeing my mom crying. And when I got up to her, I said, mom, are you okay? She's like, yeah, you know, I, I, um, I'm not going to be able to take care of you and your brother because I just can't, I can't afford to do that at, at this time. So you're going to have to live with your grandma so I can get back on my feet. And the reason why is she had gotten out of a relationship, which really created a financial hardship. So that that moment broke me as a kid just because I was like, man, like to be separated from the woman who loves you the most um, over those financial reasons were, were devastating, you know. So I had to drive in me at, at an early age to just, you know, do something different for my family. So I ended up going to live with my grandma. There was like 10 of us in a house sharing a twin size bed with my brother. And then eventually um, I got to go move back in, you know, with my mom when she got a little bit more back on her feet, which just really meant she was working two to three jobs to provide for my brother and I. And so. I just, um, I would just see her cry a lot, you know, just through that struggle. And one of the things that really was a defining moment in my youth was that she would drop my brother and I off at church. And one of the things that I learned at an early age is that God becomes a father to the fatherless. And so even though I didn't have a dad, I, I didn't grow up with a victim mentality of like, oh, my dad's not there because I learned at an early age that. I had the best dad in the world. And so I grew up with, even though a lot of a lot of people who don't have that father figure, I grew up with an identity knowing that I was a king's kid, that he had a purpose for my life, that there was that there was a destiny that that I was gonna be going after and that I was called to. And so I received an inheritance. And that's one of the things as believers we receive is that when we have when we receive Christ, we receive an inheritance from the Father. So I ended up, you know, getting uh, at 18 years old, I was determined to get into business. Um, the only thing is that I didn't have any mentor credibility. I didn't have anyone leading me or guiding me. So I got involved in um, one of those home-based businesses, you know, that everybody uh, eventually gets approached by um, because that was the opportunity that that was pre presented itself. The only thing is that I was horrible at it. I failed at it for three years. I was ready to just, you know, get my degree and do the traditional route. 
And, um, and then I ended up meeting somebody who got involved in uh, Facebook ads when it was one cent a click. So it's ironic you're talking about Facebook. <laughs> so, so uh, this is before, these were the good days before all the regulations and shutdowns and all the things. So uh, I ended up pretty much going from uh, a life of struggle and, and doubting myself and all these things to building a million dollar business by the time I was 23. Um, we did a million in sales by 23. That changed my life in a big way. I was able to help out my mom. I was able to start to experience life outside of, you know, struggle and things like that. And from there, people began to ask me, Adam, how are you growing businesses on the internet? You know, how do you do that? And so I began teaching people how to, you know, uh, not only run advertisements online, how to build out marketing campaigns, online courses, coaching programs. And so fast forward to today, we work with some of the top entrepreneurs, influencers, and ministry leaders in the world on their campaigns and helping them grow and scale their vision online. So uh, along that journey, I was wrestling with God and I was like, Lord, like, how do I, how do I combine like my business and my faith? Because I didn't really know how to merge the two. And I had a mentor say, Adam, he says, why don't you just do an optional session at the end of your events or at the end of a podcast and let people know that it's Bible-based success principles if they want to stay. And then at the end, you can invite them to Christ. And so that's what I began to do at the end of my events is what GJ was talking about. I let them know that it's over. And if they want to stay back, then, you know, they can be able to, you know, hear what God has done in my life. And so it's amazing to see that there's universalists in the rooms, there's Muslims, there's atheists, there's all these different backgrounds, but people actually stay because they want to hear, you know, they want to hear what that story is. And so I can't tell you how many people have come to Christ through our business as well. So we call it a BAM business, a business is ministry. And so that's really been uh, really neat. So I don't feel like I'm doing one thing over here, one thing over here. It's just you know, one mission and and that's to build the kingdom and bring glory to God with the gifts that he's given me. Man, that's fantastic. First of all, I love the fact that you have combined the two. I think there's been a, a misunderstanding in a lot of the Christian world uh, or most, I'd say most of the Christian world to say that ministry is just a pastor and volunteering on Sunday or Wednesday night. But a ministry is, if you're, if you're a doctor, you're ministering everywhere you are as a doctor, as a nurse, as a lawyer, as the guy that's putting together these massive ships in a naval yard. I mean, that is a ministry area. That's a ministry. You can combine the two very easily because your identity is not wrapped up in the job. Your identity is wrapped up in Christ. So I absolutely love that. And thank you so much for sharing that story. Well, tell us, you not only have combined your faith that way, but you're also offering some uh, free material for some people that can kind of get their feet wet into what you do. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this course actually came out of my prayer time, but I made sure that any revelations that I had were backed by scripture. And so uh, this course called Breaking a Spirit of Poverty. And what I talk about here are the four resistances that we all face as believers as we go after our God vision. And one of those is the breaking a spirit of poverty. And what that basically is, is if you look at Adam and Eve in the garden, right, they had this whole world full of abundance, but there was one thing that they couldn't touch, which was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so in a world full of abundance, the enemy got Eve to focus on what she lacked through a lie, right? And so the same thing can happen when we're going after our God vision is that the enemy wants to get us to focus on what we lack. And so what, with that, we, uh, lies do not have power in the presence of truth. So when we know the truth about who God has called us to be and what he's called us to do, then we can reject lies. So 
that's that's one of the things is that in this course, in this free course, it's going to help you battle spiritually. We also talk about breaking through oppressions, which are external circumstances like financial oppressions, health oppressions, relationship oppressions, because sometimes people are one transaction away from giving up on their marriage, their business, their vision. So we talk about how to be able to have faith in those moments and break through them. And then we talk about breaking poverty mindsets, because one of the things that I did is I interviewed pastors and I said, why don't you ever teach about, you know, money or, you know, business or anything like that? And I said, well, we'd love to. We just we don't really know how to. That was the number one answer I got from pastors. And it's not really their job. Their job is to share the gospel. So then how do we learn about money and how do we learn about business? Well, you know, you have to go into the world. But the problem with the world is they teach you the principles, but they take out the prince. But the prince is where the power is. And so we've got to be able to to be able to have a way to be able to learn about how God sees uh, money, right? It, it versus how the world sees money. So we break some mindset blocks around that. Um, and then we talk about overcoming the flesh as well, because so many people are driven by the flesh and don't know it and what the word has to say about breaking through that. So we talk about four resistances that will keep you past, uh, that will keep you from God vision and how to break through those through the power of the word. And so it's a free course we put together for you. And then once you opt in, it'll invite you to join our membership community. If you have a business and you're a Christian entrepreneur, we meet every month on how to be able to advance our God-centered visions. And so it'll invite you to that membership after you uh, get the course. Excellent. Well, we popped your, uh, your link to the chat. You see it up here on the screen. If anybody out there, we have people that watch from all over the world, Adam. So I love the fact that you've made this something that is global and not something that is uh, just in one little area. So I really appreciate that. And uh, GJ, anything else you want to add before we go into this merge? We have a lot of news, bro. I know we do. So I, I, you know, sometimes a change of pace is good for us. The one thing I've gone through the course and, you know, the principles are right on. And one of the things that, and I know you and I have had this conversation today, and I know me and Alita have had this conversation, is that in the church, the body of Christ, with all these resources and the hand of God on it, you know, exponentially things can happen in a big, big way. And a lot of times we minimize, and I see uh, since I, my time in ministry, I've seen more of a poverty mindset than a prosperity mindset. I know that can be dangerous, you know, when, you know, prosperity gospel, and actually we have resources on our website about prosperity gospel, but having the principles in hand, and, and God is a God of multiplication. God is a God of, you know, exponential giving. Uh, we just have to be obedient and step into that instead of step into poverty, which is a lie in most cases. So, I've gone through the course. It's great material, and Adam does a great job. He's a great teacher, and as I said, he's anointed. <laughs> hey. Don't get upset, Dan. You're anointed, too, and you are the smartest man alive. I just want to say that. Oh, uh, that's too funny. I don't want to get fired because I'm just I, I candy. <laughs> if for some reason we are not on Facebook next week or YouTube, you can find us at endtimes.chat, endtimes.chat. <laughs> know what's going to happen on either one of those channels but you can always find us there and i think that uh, liftable.tv is actually saying hey watch us for free so i say bring it on click on the link go there anyway it's free to free to watch us so man we have literally literally we got a thousand things to talk about what show 98 show 98 we are almost at 100 we have two more shows cannot wait what are we going to do for our 100th, 100th uh, episode i don't know, I don't know. Maybe we'll have Adam back. <laughs> I should have waited two more episodes. <laughs> hey, we can bring you back, bro. We can bring you back. 
GJ, on our 100th episode, we can actually record this thing live together. We will literally be Whoa. in the same Whoa. Yeah, we will. So let's, let's see right. if we can plan it. going to Dallas. All right. Well, um, we had, the first thing we got to share, and we, we always like to talk about the sky stuff because the sky stuff is pretty crazy. There was a, uh, a meteor, GJ, that you, I think, what? did you post it? No, I did not post it. No, because <laughs> I didn't see it. NASA didn't see it. <laughs> Nobody saw it. Dan Crystal saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I just got to find it. But there was a meteor that streaked across the sky. I think this is it. Yeah, this is it right here. It's craziness. So this, this was in Scotland and Northern England. There, there's some major crazy things happening in Scotland and Northern England. Right after but, you left. Right after you left. Right? I know. But check that thing out. And watch it pop at the end. Boom. A little pop at the end went behind the cloud. So, TJ. <laughs> Why do we talk about meteors and asteroids? Not because we just like the fact that NASA can't find them, but why do we talk about them? Because Jesus said there will be signs in the sky and from the heavens. And and he wasn't talking about Starlink from Elon Musk either. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right. People are posting videos of Starlink and they're like, there's aliens in the sky because it looks like a snake. If you've ever seen Starlink float through the sky, it looks like a snake in the night. And it's mm. the creepiest looking thing you've ever seen. It looks like yeah. an alien. It's like literally in the sky. But it's like, no, it's just Elon Musk's creation. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, there's like a hundred, hundreds of those suckers up there. Oh, yeah. We also have a couple of floods to talk about and a couple of, well, a couple of earthquakes. Because it's been a very active week for the Earth. So I, I, don't, I can't remember who posted this one. I think it was GT. I, yeah, I posted, I believe this is flooding in Italy. And Puerto Rico had their floods yesterday. Yeah, we're going to pop that up in just a minute, too, because they had massive, massive hurricanes. But, GJ, walk us through this one right here. This is Italy. So, obviously, they're having torrential rain, flooding, and these are in areas that normally that this doesn't happen. Why do we talk about this? Because the weather patterns are, are changing in such a great way. And, you know, is it God's, you know, warning us? Is it, you know, different signs that are happening? And, uh, you know, every, every week we, we talk about something that's in the weather that's happening that it doesn't normally happen in those areas. Well, not only that, but you said it, uh, Adam, just now that Puerto Rico is having, they had some massive issues this past weekend. And not only was there flooding, why don't you walk us through what happened? Do you, are you familiar with a lot of the stuff that's going on with the hurricane down there, Adam? Yeah, I have a lot of friends out there. My wife and I are actually considering moving out there. So we got a lot of text messages saying, are you sure you want to go to Puerto Rico? <laughs> so yeah, this bridge actually was built after Maria. So you think it would be you know, pretty strong as it was just built in the last decade. And this thing just got swept away. And there's flooding that, are, that are, have ripped people's roof off of their homes. Uh, there's flooding that's emerged, like some cars are just immersed underwater. The whole island, 100% of the island is with, uh, without electricity right now as well. It's been five days. So it's been a pretty catastrophic. They just, they just reported it as a catastrophic hurricane. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the Puerto Rico government has been you know, asking for help already. So they're doing everything they can. So uh, Hurricane Maria took 3,000 lives um, years ago. And so the good thing is that there isn't any crazy death counts for this one. 
but they are just trying to get it back up and running with electricity and things like that now. But it's calmed down a little bit now, but it was pretty bad yesterday. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we we got to keep all these things in prayer, but there um, there was also several earthquakes. So we had two, earth, two massive earthquakes hit Taiwan within five days. One was a 6.6 .6 magnitude earthquake and one was a 7.2. Uh, and the 7.2, somebody actually caught this on camera and I thought it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, just check that train out right there. And they're kind of sitting there going, oh, uh, I'm just going to stay seated. They're stuck, they're tucked down. But that whole train is rocking back and forth. And that's just massive. 7.2. And then, not on top of that, we also, there's a lot of earth news. There was a massive earthquake that happened in Mexico. And it was, it's actually not too far away on the, on the West Coast from where we are. Maybe about a 14-hour drive. The mid-coast, mid west coast of Mexico had a 7.6 magnitude earthquake. And now here's one of the reasons why I think this is important to talk about, because during the, the bowls that are poured out and, and the trumpets that are blown for the judgments of God that happen in Revelation, there's one particular one. It's on the very end of the tribulation period where all the judgment is taking place that it says there will be an earthquake the size of which, a magnitude of which man has never known. It'll shake the entire planet. So something to keep an eye on and something to watch out for, for sure. So, man, GJ, you ready? Because you got one coming up. And I'm, <laughs> this is, uh, wars, we're going to switch over to Wars and Rumors of Wars, kind of rolling right through this. But Wars and Rumors of Wars, and we haven't talked about China in a while. What's going on over there? A lot of times these different headings of these articles catch my eye and I'm like, okay, so China now owns a large section near to Pearl Harbor. We all know what happened at Pearl Harbor in, 19, in December 7, 1941, uh, where the Japanese, you know, bombed Pearl Harbor. And that, that was when we actually, the United States of America got involved in World War uh, II. So I found this interesting that China now owns a very large piece of land near Pearl Harbor. And so then now there are stories like, okay, what's going on? They've owned this land and they haven't done anything with it. So what's what's up with that? And then now there's rumors of are they here to disrupt, you know, invade? Are they are they trying to, you know, get closer to intelligence and communication? So again, it's another rumor. However, China is now getting closer and closer, and they also own a lot of property around in or near or uh, around um, military bases all through the U.S. On the Kona side. Hmm. I probably could have put that in our section, things that make me go. <laughs> Thank you for smiling, Adam. So <laughs> this is uh this is something that we're gonna talk a little bit about China again in a minute when we talk about leading up to the tribulation, but we need to keep our eye on China, we need to keep our eye on Russia, one of the things that are happening in the north side, the northern parts of that area in the world, because they are directly north. Well, China's not, but Russia and all of them are directly north of Israel. Okay, talking about the good old Facebook, I figured I'd just let this one speak for itself. Endtimes.chat. 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 Uh, I can't say the words that are on the screen, but I'll just put it to you this way. There has been confirmation that the good old book, uh, not the Bible, but the other good old book, uh, spies on private messages of Americans for questioning the choosing 
of the new administration. That's how I'm going to put that. Whoa. No buzzwords. Whoa. No buzzwords. I'm going to skip off that one. You're getting old, bro. I am skirting the edges. That's what I'm doing. I am skirting the edges. Well, GJ, you posted something about China and Russia. And just to kind of give you a little hint so you can start talking about it while I pull it up. The new reality. The collusion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk about collusion. The new reality. I'm going to pop this picture up let you talk about it. Hey, that photo says it all right there. And that's a very recent photo of Putin and, uh, how do you say it? Xi? Xi? Xi Jinping. President. Yeah. I can speak Japanese, not Chinese. I'm just saying. <laughs> Come on, GJ. Hey, 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 dozo, dozo, keep going. <laughs> Are you calling me a dozo? No, dozo. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stop That's calling Japanese. me a dozo. Stop calling me a dozo. All right. So, yeah, China, Russia. Dozo, talking maybe, about not dozo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. I said it. All right. So, yeah, they're talking about this new reality, which is based on the uncertainty in the United States, the European Union, and other Western nations. So, they're, it sees that you can see they're about to shake hands. They're, they're talking about some kind of uh, an alliance that is probably uh, more military, I would say, and then also economic. So it's a big deal that these two are having these conversations. And I'll even just say, that, you know, it's interesting that they said that they came out and said that their relationships have no limits. They've been very public about their alliance. But recently it was interesting that Putin did go meet with Xi Jinping this last week. And when in that meeting, he said, you know, I do want to address China's concerns over the war in Ukraine. So it was a sign that China wasn't necessarily fully on board with, you know, what Putin is doing in Ukraine. It's possibly, you know, they're not fully in support. However, they are fully clear that they are backing Russia because, you know, economically and politically, it, they fit perfectly like a glove for their agenda. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how that develops. Yeah, they're also talking about, I don't want to have the news article up for this, but they're also talking about building a pipeline for energy to go in between, the, for oil to go in between the two countries. Interestingly enough, China is also talking about the fact that they want to go full fusion nuclear energy, which would completely take them out of the coal business, apparently. So uh, that's also something we need to keep an eye on. Um, I can't remember, I think I popped this up uh, this past week, but Iran is back in the news again, like they're Whoa. ever not. Whoa. They're poised to sign an agreement this week to join what's called the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, according to the Iranian Foreign Ministry. So uh, if you can just see some of the countries that are involved in here, there are uh, observer states like Iran, which are now planning on joining Afghanistan, which we know that they've already signed an agreement with them to join forces, at least militarily. But then China is a member state, Kazakhstan, Russia, uh, India, and Pakistan, which I thought were two very interesting ones because China and India have been battling it out for years in the mountains uh, by their borders. So here's what comes to mind when I think about this. You guys can chime in if you want. I remember back in the mid 90s, I was invited to New York and there was a massive event. 1890, 1890 or 1990? No, it was, it was 17, 1776. And I was, I'm kidding. So it was, um, but I remember seeing this, this world map and I, I'll never forget it. This guy uh, came, his name was uh, Alan Jocelyn. 
I was in his hotel room uh, with a bunch of other people. I have no idea who they were, but he said he was at the UN that day and they took this map out and they showed it to me of how the world wants to position itself. And believe it or not, there were 10 different areas. Well, when it talks in Daniel about the 10 kingdoms and three of which are uprooted, another one takes its place. That's kind of what I think of when I see this kind of thing. So you have these this cooperation organization that can be considered literally a kingdom. And then you have the EU. Then you have the United States, Canada, and Mexico, which I know that there's a big push for some kind of connection there. Then you have other parts of the world. I'm not sure how they're going to connect it all. But I kind of think about that. And that's why I thought this was something worth talking about. Uh, let's see. We're rolling right along because I want to get to this message today. China just had this. And I think, GJ, you posted this, but I'm not quite sure. Maybe you can talk about it anyway. But there was a massive fire that happened in China this past week. Did you, hear, did you guys read about that? Yes. And it was one of the tallest buildings in China. And, you know, I mean, show that photo. I mean, that photo, I mean, the whole thing is engulfed. And I'll do one I just show the video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big, just big league me. <laughs> Uh, no problem i i don't know you know if anybody perished in in this fire zero deaths reported zero deaths reported so one the first thing that that i go to on something like this okay well all right this is a very modern building so how could that happen so that's number one number two is i just i just saw you know from from a discern discernment standpoint i just felt like Okay, I thought of the Tower of, of Babel, but, and and I'm like, I, I don't know if there's any correlation. This obviously this building doesn't look anything like that, and I'm just like, is there any correlation? So when I see things like this that are out of the ordinary, now I start to question, what spiritually tied does this have? And that's what caught my eye on this 42 story building. Adam, any thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean they're they're also having a. a an economic crisis right now uh, with their construction loans. And a lot of people have lost, a lot of ordinary people have lost hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars um, that they've invested in real estate for unfinished projects. And so there's an uprising right now in China. You see, I don't know if you've posted some videos in the past shows about them, like even circling around their banks, you know, because their bank accounts have been swiped even uh, in some cases. Like, could you just imagine your Chase bank account or your Bank of America and just all your money is gone and you go stand outside of the bank and nobody can give you an answer? That's what's happening right now in China. And so I would be I wouldn't be surprised if this also wasn't a case of like arson by upset people and, you know, in the that have lost a lot of money right now with a lot of the things that are going on over there. Yeah, that's a good point. I think also, too, this this building is owned by a telecommunications company from what I understand. So, uh, I mean, there could be a lot of things that happen here. Let me just speculate for just a second. Because China, especially the uh, communist Ch Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, are very, very clear that they try to control communications. And so it could also be not just people upset with arson there, but it could also have been some kind of operation to take out this telecommunication facility for whatever reason. I'll let people's imaginations run wild there. But um, there's going to come a time where in the during the tribulation, 
with a one world government, one world financial system, one world uh, religion, so to speak, and that there's going to be a one world communication. So just want to keep thinking about that as well. You know, speaking of speaking of the purge, <laughs> that has nothing to do with China whatsoever. But I just found this one last night and I thought, this is ridiculous. This can't be true. And of course, I had to find it on several different major news channels, which we'll talk about another time. But do you recognize that picture? This is actually not a real picture. This is from a movie called The Purge. And what this is, is that this is a new law that was passed in Illinois. And it starts January 1, 2023, which is ending all cash bail for the entire state of Illinois. And so people are, are terming this the purge law. And uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of, from this news story. It says, there are 12 non-detainable offenses where the new law would end cash bail. The law includes, are you ready for this, guys? Second-degree murder, arson, drug-induced homicide, robbery, kidnapping, aggravated ba battery, burglary, intimidation, aggravated driving under the influence, fleeing and eluding drug offenses and threatening a public official. I just want to say that uh, one, two, three, four, five of those are, are felonies automatically. So <clears throat> they're now taking these felony, these felony convictions and they're saying, or felony indictments, and they're saying, you know what? No cash bail. So this is what's going to happen. They're going to actually have them arrested and then they're going to be released. They'll be charged. They'll go through their hearing and then they're going to be released back into society. So that's why they're pinning this, the purge law, because there's really until the hearing, which they're not going to show up for the actual, for the actual court date. You, I mean, you got to believe they're not going to show up. Why would they come back just to be put into prison for life or even more than that? So this is a, a clear indication for me of when it talks about lawlessness in the last days, which is what happens in First Timothy. Both of you, tell me what you think about this. And then we're gonna, we have two more things to discuss right after that. Well, Adam, Adam why don't you go first on this? Because no, Go for it. I want, I want to hear your perspective on it. Well, we, uh, you used the word lawlessness. And in, in the end days, it clearly says in the Bible, there will be perilous times, and we're seeing that convergence. I know we use that word every week, convergence. And I woke up this morning reading through some of the things we we could talk about that we may not talk about because it's really going to the edge. There's this con this convergence. Now we're basically saying anything goes, and we're seeing that over and over and over. We're seeing it in in our movies. We're seeing it in TV. We're seeing it on social. We're seeing it in the news. We're seeing it in the political world was saying, I mean, even now the church <clears throat> and there's, you know, religions coming together. And so there's a convergence of anything goes and it's like, where's Jesus in this? And what we do know is that it continues to elevate and then Jesus comes and takes the church. So anybody that's given their life to Jesus is gone in an inkling. And then just think about it, anything goes. We're seeing this right before our eyes. And people will always say, oh, that'll never happen in my lifetime. It's happening. January 2023. Interesting is at the same time lawlessness is happening, the, the idea that our police force could be shrinking. I think that's an interesting combination. You know, I, I grew up in a city called San Bernardino, which is one of the most dangerous cities in all the United States. 
And, uh, and so my mom was living there before she just moved to Texas last year. And she was saying in the last day she was there that, you know, that they didn't even respond to any cases that were not a life or death matter, you know? So if you're getting robbed, unless somebody has like, has you at gunpoint, the cops aren't going to be there. And the call times were like 10, 10 minute turnaround call time. So by the time a cop could get there, you know, the chances of somebody even helping you was, you know, so it's just, it's interesting to see not only the lawlessness, but how our police force even is shrinking in a time like this. I think it's very interesting too. Absolutely. Absolutely is right. Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, the King James version actually says, and because lawlessness increased, the love of many will wax cold. Or in the new King James version, it says, and because lawlessness, lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Many, all of us would, should recognize that are believers anyway, Matthew chapter 24, is the actual time that Jesus was talking about the end times. And that's where we, that's where we actually base the show off of is Matthew chapter 24, Luke chapter 21. Speaking of, of things that are lawless, we, I also found this, no, actually, GJ, you posted this one about Christianity on track to become the minority religion. Tell us what this means. Well, you, you pretty much, I mean, that's a good sequel because of what's happening is people are turning to themselves or turning to other things that are, you know, really idolatry. And in this article here, it says by 2045, Christians will be a minority. Well, right now they're, they're actually, quote, majority. If you, if you, if you do, if you read the polls are saying that, I think it's a little skewed because a lot of people say, yes, I believe in God. Yes, I believe in Jesus. My question is, do you have a relationship with Jesus? And is Jesus following you or are you following Jesus? So that's a great question to ask yourself or, you know, people that you come in contact with. So it's just that percentage is going down as all this craziness is going up. And however, I believe revival is coming. Yeah. And I want to say that too, that a lot of people right now who claim to be Christians or say that they that they believe in God. I think like we're in a time right now, we have to ask them, do you believe in the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Moses? Because when you ask them that, a lot of times they'll say, well, you know, a lot of times they'll say, well, I don't. That's not, you know, or or they'll say, I do. And then you ask them, okay, so then do you believe in, you know, do you believe in Jesus then, like of the Bible? Like, yes, I do. Okay, well, this is what the word says. Well, I don't believe that part of the word, you know? And it's like, okay, well, well, you know, Jesus is like, though you cannot, you cannot separate your faith in Christ and the truth of the word, they go together. And so what I'm finding is I'm having a lot of conversations with a lot of entrepreneurs and, and especially that are, that are um, in this generation, a lot of them are picking and choosing the God that they want to serve. They, they love the idea of Jesus. They love the idea of who God is, but they don't agree with the fullness of the word. And so that's where I think um, we're starting to see like uh, an absence of truth, which creates lawlessness, right? And now you have these two different worlds of people who believe in the God of the Bible. And then you have people who believe in the God they make up based off of their feelings and emotions. And, um, and that's what I feel like the world is encouraging is to follow the God of how you feel, because what's true to you is true to you. And there's like this whole generation that's just believing whatever they feel to be true and it's deception which is one of the signs that uh you know we're in end times is that you know is deception um and so um it's running rampant right now especially in this country and so yeah yeah i think 
Absolutely. And GJ, this is the last thing I'm going to share with that I want to share before we get into this message. But what are we looking at here? Well, this is one of the ceremonies at the 2022 Commonwealth Games, which uh, is it was in, um, I think, Birmingham, uh, England. And um, it's really a demonic symbolism on a variety. And, and one of the things that, I, that I'm seeing more and more, I mean, we've seen it at the Super Bowl. We've seen it uh, recently. The NFL kicked off the, you know, the, the season and they had uh, a couple artists and uh, basically like, hey, you know, this person like, has the power to, to stop or, you know, I, I don't know all the details as for what they're trying to carry on here. If you re- understand satanic and demonic symbolism this is right there in in our face and some people could argue against this well you got the color red and all these different symbolisms that are going on and so we we, this is being more and more in our face it's happening in in the all these different public uh, venues or sporting events and now on tv shows and i mean it's just right in our face and I, i go back to a time and and this happened last night. So I was on YouTube and sometimes it'll pop up stuff that they think you want to watch. And it was something regarding uh, the seventies and it was Charlie's angels. So it was a real popular show in the seventies. And one of the girls in there had a bikini swimsuit and there was this hoopla about how could she be on the show in a, in a bikini. And I mean, there was nothing, you know, you know, bad about it other than she was wearing a bikini and there was so much uproar about it. And you go now 40 years later and we're just seeing all this, that anything goes again, lawlessness and Satan is in putting it out there in all these different ways. And why is that? Because he knows time is coming to an end and he, he, he's doing a full court press and you use the word deception. We talk about this a lot on this show is that the level of deception is happening. And as you said, when you're not in the truth, you're not in the truth. And if you really want to know the truth, read the Bible. And there's plenty of different versions now because i grew up on King James and, and it, it's a hard read. And this is a King James Bible. And it was my dad's Bible. It's a tough read. But there's other versions that you can read and they go back to a King James version and 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 see how the meaning or how it resonates. So anyway, to stay on point is Satan is presenting himself in every form and it's very subtle. A lot of people are like, hey, that was cool to see that big bull. Well, yeah. And but when you start look at the what's behind it, then you gotta say, hey, that's bad. Absolutely. Well, I kind of wanna um just talk a little bit about, it's a great segue into what we're going to talk about in Revelation today. So last week, we talked about the Church of Philadelphia. In Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 and 8 is where we kind of hung out last week. Well, the Church of Philadelphia, by Jesus, is commended for their dependence on His strength, Jesus' strength, their dedication to God's Word, and their devotion to the Lord Himself. Of course, as soon as I start talking, I lose my voice. Yeah, now you're starting to sound like me. I know, right? In the name of Jesus, you're healed. You're healed, bro. I'll dig it. Jesus promises protection to the church there for their faithfulness to him. Well, there are two areas of protection that we can receive because of the level of faithfulness that the church of Philadelphia had. 
The first is Jesus will honor us in the eyes of non-believers who have been hostile to us. These are such wonderful words to a believing heart, especially for the one who has endured a great deal of pressure and hostility from non-believers. No matter how extensive the verbal and even physical abuse some believers have experienced, Jesus will one day show them how much he loves the ones that believe in him. And so if you remember from last week, uh, those of you who didn't watch it, uh, I'll just let you tell you in that we talked about- Didn't watch it. Well, there may be somebody on the show right now that didn't watch it. I'm just giving them a chance. Better go watch it. Go watch it. Go watch it. But we talked about how the church in Philadelphia was one of those churches that nothing negative was said about them. All the other churches that were in Revelation, all the other six, there's a positive and there's a negative. And then Philadelphia doesn't get any negatives because they were faithful in the little things and they were not known for any kind of super speaker or a celebrity pastor, so to speak. They were not known for all that. They were just dedicated on the daily about doing the right thing, following the word, staying true to Jesus, and not having to worry about all the hoopla that was surrounding some of the things that were going on. Well, the first thing that uh, protection that Jesus gave was he will honor us in the eyes of non-believers. The second thing is, is Jesus will keep us from the hour of trial, which shall come on the whole world. Now, this particular thing that we talk about here is one of the one of the most discussed and disagreed parts of Scripture. Jesus will keep us from the hour of trial, which shall come on the whole world. So, this is where a lot of people have a lot of disagreement. Where it talks, where it could be, is it a pre pre tribulation rapture, mid tribulation rapture, post tribulation rapture? Well, I believe that the reason for this promise is that the believers in Philadelphia under persecution were persevering from the society in which they lived. God had a wonderful reward for all who would stand firm in their faith and remain dedicated to the word of God, no matter what trials they face. I don't believe it was one where he said, I will keep you from all trials, but he will keep them from the hour of trial. It was very, very specific. So he says, I will protect you from the hour of trial. Jesus then tells the church um, one of the best promises that he could ever give. He says, I am coming soon. But then he gives the church of Philadelphia a challenge. And this is kind of where I want to hang out right now, is that he gives us a challenge. What's the challenge? Hold on to what you have in Christ. This was stated before in these letters, Revelation 2.13, 2.25, Revelation 3.3. Dedication and loyalty to Jesus are being urged. They're being pressed upon us. Today, we might emphasize this message with the word commitment. How committed are we to the message of God's word? What do you do when pressured to deny Jesus or to remain silent when you should speak? John wrote elsewhere, he said in 1 John 2.28, he wrote, And now, little children, abide in Jesus, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. The consequence, if we don't do this, Jesus Christ urge us to be faithful and loyal so that no one will take your crown. He did not say crowns, but he used the singular form, the crown, the crown of life, which is found in Revelation 2.10, to which he is referring. It's the symbol of final victory, living forever with the Lord. That is the consequence of being faithful to him. 
Those who deny the Lord and do not hold fast to their commitment will be lost forever. There will be no crown for them. So then this is what he promises with that. He promises two things to those that are overcome. And then guys get ready to kind of chime in about this. Jesus promises two things. He will make the overcomer a pillar, a pillar in the, in the kingdom. He will write, and he will also write on him or her some wonderful names. These are issues of permanence, security, and identity. It's the promise of a permanent place, a pillar in the temple of my God. Would you, could you just imagine what that's going to be like? The temple of my God refers to the dwelling place of God. And the fact that we are described as a pillar because of our faithfulness to him indicates that we will have a permanent place with the Lord forever and ever. It's also the promise of special identity. In three ways, we are assured of a special identity of relationship to the Lord forever. We'll write three things on us. The name of my God, the name of the city of my God, which is the New Jerusalem, and he will also write my new name. Our relationship to God the Father and God the Son and the eternal city, the New Jerusalem, are all made secure by that wonderful promise. It's like one giant summary statement. We belong to the Lord and nothing can ever change that fact but we must stay faithful to that word. We must stay faithful to his promise. We must stay faithful to Jesus. And that is the encouragement today. So gentlemen, what do you think? Talk to us. GJ, I'm going to pass the torch to you. (laughs) You're on mute though. What I just said was very profound. I just want you to know. And it was so profound, I forgot what it was. Well, as as our guest, I'd love to hear from you. I know our audience because they always hear from me and Dan. And in my dad's Bible, he was knocking, he wrote, he was knocking on the door of the church. So right now, if you're watching this or you're listening to this, he's knocking on your door. And you can say, hey, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. Have you given your life to Jesus? Because like Dan just said, the permanent, your permanent name and being able to live in eternity with Jesus, with our Father in heaven for for eternity, which is forever. I mean, and all the great things where we push aside all the stuff that really doesn't matter to what does matter. And every time, as you were talking, Dan, you know, as I've shared on this show many times, like I'm reading, you know, the Bible from cover to cover. And every time I go through the Old Testament, and I'm still in the Old Testament, I'm almost about to go into the New Testament. And I go back to when God was in the wilderness with Moses and all the people that had left Egypt and God was with them. He was in the cloud and, and he was, he was there. I'm like, and how crazy they behaved and God's presence was there. So God's presence is right here, right now. We're just choosing most likely choosing not to see it because of all these bad things and all these crazy. So who are the who's in your life? Are they negative? Are they positive? What, what are they feeding? Quit watching the noise and the news. I call it noise, the news, and focus on what's real. And so God is knocking on your door, and it's either time to give your life to Jesus, because that's why you're here at the 56-minute mark, or recommit to Jesus, which I had to do as well, because I went off the beaten path, and I realized it was a lot bumpier ride than having Jesus at the helm. Yeah, absolutely, GJ. And one of the things that says, you know, going back to that verse, Dan, that you were talking about, I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. He's like, there's there's a plea there 
and and so why would he say hold on to right it's because he understands that at as we get closer to to in end times there's going to be greater distraction greater temptation um because there's going to be a multitude of people that are falling away from the faith right one of the things that the word said is that um you know we are not to focus on what is seen but what is unseen because the enemy always wants us to stay focused on what is happening but God is always wanting us to stay focused on what he's doing within us. And so we can't, we have to learn and train our eyes to not just see in the natural, but to see in the supernatural and what God is doing in the spirit. Because if we were to look at all the natural things, it's so easy to get, you know, immersed in fear. And we see even a generation, even of believers that have become preppers, not out of preparation, they become preppers out of fear of what's happening. And it's almost like, They've gotten immersed in, in into this environment where they're they're just so gripped in fear, and that's not who God called us to be. And so, as believers, there should be no surprise because it's already written. We already know these things are going to be happening. And so He's saying, "Hold on, hold on," um, because uh, it's not what's happening, but but what He's doing through us and in us. And you know, He has a crown waiting for us, and so we have to hold on to our faith. We have to be able to stay strong in our identity in Christ, knowing who we are, and be able to know the tactics of the enemy so that we could stay on guard and put on the full armor in a time that is in a time where where we're at a full-on war spiritually right now. So we've got to stay on guard. And um, and so yeah, so if you're watching this here and you've been maybe a person that's been a little bit worried about all the things that are going on in the world. Um, I just want to encourage you that, you know, you don't have, like God has called us to not live in that fear. He's very specific in his word about not being in fear when there's earthquakes, when there's wars, because these things are, we know those things are going to happen, right? In fact, we're the ones who run into those situations when there is war, when there is fear. As believers, we're the salt of the earth. We run into those scenarios to say, how can I help? How can we serve? Uh, you know, we're the ones that we don't coward when there's when there's, you know, battles going on in the world. We step into front lines because we're the soldiers of God and we bring light into dark areas. So if you're gripped in fear, how can you be a light in darkness? You know, if the darkness is covering your light. So we've got to be very mindful of that when we look at a lot of these different events going on in the world, that it's not distracting us from what God is doing and the power that he has within us through the, through the Holy Spirit. Then Adam, uh, if you don't mind, why don't you just take a moment, introduce some people to Jesus, maybe say a prayer for everybody to uh, receive him. And yeah, and then we'll close out right after that. Yeah, absolutely. If you're listening to this and you want to be able to, maybe you've, maybe you've been like that, like you've been a little bit afraid of what's going on. You want to be able to have a relationship with God. One of the cool things about that is that he gives you a peace that's beyond your understanding, right? It's you get an inheritance. Uh, because he's not just the creator of the world, but he's a father as well. And you get an inheritance of the father, right? So with that comes provision, with that comes protection, with that comes peace, with that comes everlasting life with him. So if you want to be able to give your life to Christ and you're on here, um, you can just actually repeat after this prayer with me here. God, thank you so much for who you are. And thank you so much for sending your son, Lord, to die for me, Lord. I pray that you forgive me for my sins. I pray that you give me a fresh start, God. I pray that you lead my life and that you allow your Holy Spirit to guide me. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for me. 
And I also believe that he rose from the dead. And because of that, God, I just pray that you just wipe my past clean and that you move me into a new future with you and that I might have new life in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Adam, not only for just introducing people to Jesus. That's the most important part of our show today and what we do, but also for just being here and uh, sharing. And by the way, share this with as many people as you want. There are no limitations on who you can share this with personally. So uh, we'd love for you to get that word out as well. But if you are interested in finding out more of what Adam has to offer, go to spiritdrivensuccess.org forward slash free course. And then you can go check that out and pop in your email. And if you want to go further as a business leader, no matter where you are, go ahead and sign up for membership. So again, TJ, man, so thankful that you brought Adam on today. It's been just an amazing, amazing time together. Any final words, Mr. TJ? Now, we thank you, and God's definitely moving. And I mean, how he connected me to Adam, how he connected me to you, and now how you two are now connected. And hopefully, I'll, I'll be on the show next week. You know, I don't vote me off the island. You're not voted off the island. You're good. Oh, yeah. Next week, uh, next week, we won't be doing it together, but the following week, we will. Yes, we will. On, on number 100. On 100. On number 100. I think that's appropriate. What are the odds that you and I will be in the same room together on the week of 100? <laughs> That's pretty crazy, actually. Uh, you can find us on True Social, End Times Chat. You can find us on Liftable.tv, End Times.chat, Telegram, End Times Chat. And then you can find End Times Chat on Spotify and iTunes Podcast. Check us out on any one of those areas. God bless you guys. Adam, any, any parting words before we sign off? I just want to thank you guys for having me on the show and uh, thank everyone who stayed on listening to us. And uh, you share this episode. Subscribe to the channel. Awesome. Thanks, man. Everybody, we love you. We'll see you next week. And cannot wait till number 100. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, Pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.